0: Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and my goal is to help you become a fearless and confident speaker and presenter. Happy Labor Day, everybody. In honor of the holiday, I wanted to revisit a podcast series that we started on July 4th of last year called The Best Speeches in American History. On that first uh, episode, I, I covered the Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech, and this time, I want to discuss the Gettysburg Address and why that speech is really one of the most effective speeches in all of history and and show you how you can learn from what Lincoln did to help you connect better with your audiences today. By the way, the episode is sponsored by FearlessPresentations.com. So if you are looking for a faster way to reduce public speaking fear or become a more persuasive speaker... We have two-day public speaking classes coming up in Atlanta, Dallas, Baltimore, Charlotte, Miami, Denver, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Los Angeles. We also just posted our fourth quarter classes to our website a couple of weeks ago. So if you have contacted our office to add another class to your local area, make sure to check out the updated schedule because some uh, many of those cities have now been added back into our upcoming class lists. Uh, For details, just go to fearlesspresentations.com. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So what better way to honor and celebrate the holiday than by critiquing one of the the greatest, most well-known speeches in American history? Let's dive into the history to kind of put it all into context. So David Wills invited Abraham Lincoln, to give the speech as a way to honor and memorialize those who had fallen during the Battle of Gettysburg. And so why were Americans fighting? Well, if you recall, November of 1863 was the middle of the Civil War. (laughs) The Civil War took place in reaction to rising tension between the North and the South, in in large part over slavery and, and states' rights. The Battle of Gettysburg in particular increased Northerners' morale and prevented the South from gaining more momentum. So Gettysburg is is the bloodiest single battle of the Civil War. Um, Lincoln didn't want to ignore the actions and sacrifices the soldiers made by fighting and and spoke to commemorate them in in what we now call the, the Gettysburg Address. So before I go into a lot of detail, one of the first parts, the, the very first sentence is, some, sentence is something that is somewhat confusing to people because we don't really use math the way that they did back then. It's like, well, math never changes, but the way that we the terms that we use may change um, and and really making sure the language and the wording used, uh, it, it makes sense and that it's understood. It's going to be really important as as we kind of go forward. So um basically one of the at the very beginning of the of the Gettysburg Address, Lincoln says, fourscore and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this content continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. So Lincoln starts by naming the beginning of America. He does it in a in a funny to us way uh, where he says four score and seven years ago. All that means really is 87 years. Four score is 80, you know, 20 times four, and then seven, 87. So then he goes into the goal that America wanted to achieve, um, that we all want, all men are created equal, right? So after he gives the background or the, the starting sentence, he kind of, it's it's almost as though he's asking us a question, can a nation fight with each other and still endure? This is what he, he said. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We've come to dedicate a portion of that field as a final resting place, for those who here gave their lives that the nation might live, it is altogether fitting and proper that we do this. So, so basically Lincoln's recognizing the current events. He's he he's he recognizes that as a nation we're fighting simply put to uh, decide whether we we could stay whole or not. So when he then gives attention to the true reason. He, he is he's there. He wasn't invited and he didn't attend the aftermath to speak about the war. Lincoln wanted to give those fallen a, a true dedication. So by starting with the acknowledgement of why he was invited there, what he's there to do, he's creating a a um, a commonality with the, the people that are in the audience. And this is where the what he's presenting here kind of shifts a little bit. The, the, um, the next part is what I call honoring a new start. So this is what he said. He said, but in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate. We cannot consecrate. We cannot hallow this ground. The brave men living and dead who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here but it can never forget what they did here. It is for us living, rather, to dedicate here to the unfinished, unfinished work, which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us that these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause, for which they gave their last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. So Lincoln doesn't take responsibility for a speech as an honor to the soldiers. Instead, he says to the soldiers themselves, he says that they made the land sacred and honorable. Funny that Lincoln says that nobody's going to remember what he said, by the way, because this speech is really one of the most well known in our history. Everyone can dictate a line or more from, from the words that he spoke here. But um, but then again, I, I kind of digress here. Lincoln then calls on those who survived to finish the work that they started, that the survivors devote themselves to the cause to the nation. He then calls for the rebirth of freedom, that that the that the nation's government be of the people, for the people, by the people. And one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of cover this specific speech in 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 the series is we're kind of in a similar fight right now. It, this is just my opinion, but right now emotions are high within our nation. Um, and when that occurs, we got to remember, that we're all similar, right? Our, Our nation is divided, you know, on many varying kind of issues, but we don't want to let those issues break what the country was really built upon. So today and every day, it's important to honor those who fight for this nation simply by enjoying the day and working with our fellow Americans and rebuild a great country. All right, so hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we'll we'll pick back up on the, the our regular series next week, and next time we have a fantastic holiday, we'll we'll maybe we'll do another one of these reminiscing on great political speeches. So thanks a lot for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.